The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Well, good Easter morning to everyone. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I am Brian Wickert, president and owner of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, along with Acunet Mortgage Loan Consultant and Manager David Wickert. Good morning, David. Hi, Dad. If you've got any questions or comments, you can call or text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Thank goodness that's not some other lender that's yeah, got that. That would be awkward. That would be awkward. 414-799-1620. I just want to tell you that I was out last night and that song came on and I thought, Our oh house. man, do I need to do the radio <laughs> show right <laughs> now on time. Saturday night? Yeah, yeah so. Reflex. Yeah, anyway. All right, well, we've got a few stories today about how Acunet uh, goes above and beyond, or we try to, uh, the normal call of duty, even when there's nothing in it for us. And so uh, I'm going to start out with this story of a very rare uh, denial of a purchase transaction that was not caused by either a low appraisal or a bad inspection. Those were the two most common reasons why purchase transactions blow up. Mm-hmm. But the real problem in this situation was that the home buyer, who happens to be a repeat customer of Acunets, chose not to obtain our rock-solid, guaranteed, fully verified pre-approval before he wrote his offer. It's not like the documentation matters or anything. No. And and then, unfortunately, it wasn't very timely in getting us the documentation we needed. And mm-hmm. the, the gnarly issue in this case was income. The buyer just blithely and incorrectly assumed that because he had great credit and, you know, to him, everything was kind of the same. Yeah. Well, it'd be a slam dunk. Well, he does have excellent credit, top-notch, as a matter of fact. But as the listeners to this show and home shopper, real estate agent, anyone with at least one eardrum who can hear us say, yes, the credit score is usually not the problem. No. The and problem. you know that right away. Exactly. Right. Yeah. The, the credit score is instant. Yeah. Click. Right? I have your credit score. Boom. And your whole credit history and yeah. everything else. Literally. So uh, the thing, the, the areas where problems arise are income and down payment. And mm. in this case, it was the income that was the issue. Now, the, this particular client had owned his own business for 25 years. And so about a year and a half ago, and that's an important number, mm-hmm. he decided to just hand all of his customers. He didn't sell the business to his son. He, it would be like, David, if you set up a new mortgage company. Yeah, accurate mortgage. There you go. And then I just said, hey, everybody, just go over to David's uh, mortgage company instead of mine. Okay. And then the dad, in this case, uh, became a employee of his son's company, doing oh, exactly the same work that he had done for 25 years before that. You would be my employee? Let's just make sure. Okay. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm sweating. That's not going to happen. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> maybe. You never know. No. So the problem is that the dad is not getting paid as a normal employee would. Sure, he's getting a W-2, which is how employees are paid. Yes. But um, normally, like when I pay you, David, what comes out of your paycheck? Um, Taxes. Like for? Federal, state, FICA. FICA stands for Social Security and Medicare. And then, you know, you get... The leftovers, mm-hmm. right? Oh, we also take out your contribution to our simple IRA plan. Right, right, right. Your portion of your health insurance, kind Woo. of stuff like that. Adulthood. 
So because this person didn't give us all their information up front, right, we're, and, and he was slow to get us the information we requested, uh, it's taken us weeks and weeks to assemble the documentation. Hmm. Well, not, what not without us also, you know, hey, can you get us this stuff? You know, knock, knock, oh, knock, oh, please. Persistently yeah. bugging the snot out of him. Yep. And, and so um, we finally get the documentation, and we see some deposits that are round, like smooth numbers. You know, like when you look at your paycheck, has yeah. it ever been, no. you know, like zero, zero, zero. $3,500.00? No. Mm -mm. Nope. No, no. So we're seeing that. We have conflicting information. And, and what this really comes down to is that we're looking, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, because this person, of course, wanted a 30-year fixed rate loan with 5% down. Mm -hmm. What Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are looking for, who are the people, the companies that make 30-year fixed rate loans possible in the United States of America, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later in the show, they are looking for stable income from Predict employees yes if you have lumpy income as a self-employed person and you have a long enough track record of doing it like over two years lumpy right. income is okay yeah but when you're now saying i'm not a business owner anymore i am putting i'm telling you i'm an employee really i am mm -hmm. lumpy income is not good if you have only been an employee for less than two years remember we had the other uh home buyer who's Transactions go along well where yeah. he was commissioned, right? but hadn't been commissioned for 24 months. Correct. Uh, we had to get a special exception, and we did that before we issued his rock-solid pre-approval, before he wrote the offer. Yeah. So a lumpy income or inconsistent income is bad when you're an employee. And, and, and sure enough, when I talked to this client, because I know him, on Thursday and said, I, I can't approve your loan, yeah. uh, he was surprised. You know, and he even said to me, well, Brian, you're a business owner. You know that if you don't have the cash in the bank, you can't pay your employees. So I get paid when the company has money, which is exactly the wrong answer that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac want to hear. Right. They want steady. You know why? Because your mortgage payments are steady. So they want steady income. Yes. All right. So after we come back from this first break, I'm going to tell you how... We ultimately are still trying to help this home buyer, even though we can't help them directly. We'll talk about that. And you are listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on 620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Wow, that is a cool, funky beat we've got behind that uh, get back. Uh, announcement there. All right, so we're talking about the very rare situation where Acunet could not approve a home buyer's loan because he didn't give us a chance to do the rock solid pre approval in advance. And it turns out that his income documentation does not meet the requirements of Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. And when I told him that our most liberal, because remember, we have more than one Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac servicer to whom we can sell the loan, and mm -hmm. I said, you know, our most liberal underwriting uh, Fannie Mae servicer does not want to approve your loan. Hmm. And I use their name, and their name is Ditech. And he rather indignantly then said, well, I had a loan in the past with Ditech, and I made every single payment on time. Doesn't that count for something? And the answer, David, is no. No. Sorry. It counts in your credit score. Yeah. Okay. But you got to remember that on a Fannie Mae 30-year fixed-rate loan, the company to whom you are sending the mortgage payment is not the lender. Right. What? Yeah, they're not the lender. 
Whether you're sending your mortgage payment to Chase or Wells Fargo or Associated Bank or U.S. Bank, any credit union and blah, blah, blah. If it's a 30-year fixed rate loan, your loan is almost assuredly owned by either Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, uh, unless it's a government loan, VA or FHA, or a USDA loan. So it's Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And and they don't care, by the way, either because they're um, creating that you made an, payments in the yeah. past, right? Yeah, because why, David? They're creating a new investment called your mortgage. That's right, for so, someone to buy. So it's all about the now. Yeah. When you're getting a thirty-year fixed-rate mortgage, it's like we don't care that you were self-employed on the last loan and had great credit and all that. We care about what are you now? What is your source of income now? Yeah. Because think about that. It's like you might have a completely different job now. This guy. You know, he's doing the same thing, but now he's got a different yeah, employer. It's a different flavor. Blah, 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 blah. So this is about documenting your world, your financial world, according to the right now. And uh, so after I explained that to him, he said, oh, well, I guess that makes some sense, but yeah. not really to him. Uh, and, and then the other nugget from this story is that after we're giving him the bad news, I say, no, we should really tell your buyer's agent. Oh, no, I don't think we should. I don't want to upset the apple cart. Now, this is on Thursday. We would had already extended the financing contingency twice because of the delay in getting documentation from the borrower. So our new financing contingency deadline is tomorrow, Monday. Hmm. And now, remember, I'm talking to this on borrower Thursday. on Thursday. And I'm saying, we need to alert your buyer's agent, who is in charge of negotiating with the sellers, because yeah. the seller's agent is wisely nervous right because yeah. we've delayed twice. delayed twice and now you know here we are coming up on the easter weekend you know are you going to have us our commitment letter by monday yeah. and we're like they're bugging us for an answer um not going to look good yeah. so finally i get the borrower and his agent on the phone together and the agent and i explained to him how critical it is to tell the seller what's going on because then what we did what i spent most of my day on thursday afternoon was helping this buyer understand how to best navigate the current situation. And then I sent all of his documentation that we had meticulously collected to a portfolio lender mm -hmm. who doesn't have to follow Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac guidelines. Now, we don't sell loans to this particular investor, but they're kind of a friend of ours. Yeah, a one off kind of a place. And this guy does have good credit. So send him all that documentation. And then the real estate agent had a, another lender that they that has alternative loan product okay not that they put in their own portfolio because mm -hmm. they're an independent mortgage banker like acunet but they choose to line up other investors who will do odd stuff yeah so i sent all the information off to those people everybody and then we also got on the phone the buyer's agent and i got on the phone with the listing agent and explained what was going on mm -hmm. so now we're well unfortunately i can say now that the portfolio lender said no thank you both of them no don't know about the realtors uh, referral referral yet, mm. but um, we'll see. Okay. But the portfolio lender said, mm, yeah, I no, can't, thank can't you. really do it because we're trying to close by the end of the month as well. And so they didn't think if they could do it, uh, if they could, they may not be able to do it on time. All right. So the takeaways from this whole story are even if you think your situation is perfectly normal and makes all the sense in the world. Congratulations. Congratulations. Still... You're not a mortgage lender. It's like that commercial where the tattoo artist and the guy's like, stay in your lane. Yeah. You are not a mortgage professional. Yes. <laughs> so don't assume everything's cool. Get a rock solid, guaranteed, fully verified approval. Save so yourself can... the stress. Yeah. Save yourself the stress. And the second moral to the story is uh, 
if you got bad news, there is a time when that needs to be shared with the other side. Mm-hmm. We'll help you decide when that is. And don't, you know, sometimes that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. All right. When we come back, David, you've got a story um, about a loan where there's a problem with the inspection and they didn't tell us the bad news yeah. soon enough. Yeah. We'll cover that after this next break. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on 620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And the younger, more handsome David Wickert as well. Welcome back to the show. Uh, This is a story about um, information being power. So we've got a... um, someone who's looking to close on their home this coming Friday. This coming Friday. I think that's April 20-something. Something. Okay. And so we uh, receive an amendment to their original contract on Thursday the 18th. That keep, happens. Keep these dates. Yes. That was uh, signed over last weekend. So like the 14th was so last weekend. we could have gotten it on Monday the 15th of April, but nay. Correct. Nay. We got it four days later on the 18th because people thought, ah, why would I send this to the people who are giving me the money? And here's the thing about uh, amendments or contracts. When you address something in the contract, we can't unknow it. And so, David, what was the topic of said amendment that the, we received last Thursday? The topic of this was uh, seller agrees to have basement work done per structural engineer's report dated April 5th. Oh, my gosh. So, wait. So, there was a structural engineer's report. On the 5th that on the nobody... Fifth. Yep. Oh, my gosh. And, in fact, the, our loan consultant colleague had expressly invited the buyer's agent that if you so choose, please only write your amendment to reduce the purchase price because if you say if you reference the structural engineer's report in the contract we're going to have to ask for that okay please. but clearly and, and they ju- decided that they to wanted to codify that and so uh just to give you one item from that structural engineer's report uh nearly 60 percent of the east wall is covered with drywall the exposed portion has a half inch displacement and my favorite phrase large vertical sheer crack Near oh, the north, not end. a problem there. So, so when you when you codify in an amendment that mm, something's wrong here, yeah, that gives Acunet and underwriting pause before well, we give you the money. We're not going to get. We're not going to lend on this one before we before we either learn that this can be fixed ahead of closing, or we're this, these people are not going to be buying this house. The example that I gave um, as we were driving out here was. Imagine you're about to give a basketball player a new contract oh. and you discover they have a broken leg. <laughs> you would you would probably like hey, let's talk How's about How's that leg going to turn yeah, out? Yeah, let's talk about your broken leg before I give you this new contract. That's right. This is the mortgage equivalent of that. So, I'm going to say that these folks though didn't want to take a price reduction because the fix is probably still a wild card. That's probably true cuz cuz the the end the report is uh from the fifth, but someone is going to be going out to the home to like quote the work yeah. to be done yeah. this week. Yeah, it's one thing to diagnose the illness. Now it's like, What's what it is it going to cost to fix the illness? And it's not like it's a weather-related delay. I mean, it's like, no. hey, it's not the ground's not frozen. Right. You can dig this out on the outside, which is probably what's what it's going to take, or take the drywall down and brace it up. You right. know, with the not 24 inches on center, but 16 inch on center steel beams. And uh, as I learned more about this, they might have to dig outside yeah. of the house right, in right, order right. to do that. But too. it's it's not 
that the weather's bad, so no. why would we do an escrow holdback, which is what they're going to want us to do? And we won't. Well, probably not. Yeah. Uh, so a lesson that when you put something in writing, it is going to get addressed. Well, that's not the only thing. What I'm curious about is if this inspection, if this structural engineer's report was done on the 5th of April, yeah. when did our buyer find out about it? Then. And it took, in, in this example, the sellers were dragging their feet for set, at least two weeks before oh. finally executing this amendment. Hmm. All right. So when you got bad news and a problem. Get to it. Don't, yeah. yeah same thing from our first, you know, yeah. story. It's like deal with it. Don't, yeah. don't bury it. All right. Uh, we're coming up here at the bottom of the hour. After we come back, after the news break, we have, guess what? A happy story about how we're going to help a condo buyer uh, save money. Save money, right, big money, uh, by decreasing their down payment. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And let's not forget about that more. What did you call yourself? Younger, more handsome. Younger, more handsome, David Wickard. And taller, too. Let's not forget that. All right, so we received a text from the Medicine uh, Area Code with this question. On the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. What's just true, if you've got a question or comment, you can text like this person did or a call. Uh, what's the number? 414-799-1620. Good memory. All right, so here's the question. I'm selling my 15-year-old house for a cool half million dollars, Same, which totally. is close to the asking price. Structurally, the house is in great shape. However, there are cosmetic things I'm sure the buyer is not aware of. Things like broken shades, spots in the carpeting that don't come out, the ice maker in the fridge doesn't work, etc. I feel a little guilty about this. Guilty about this. Should I give the buyer a token amount by check at closing to compensate? David, you will get the first chance to answer this question. Oh, the second time you read it now, it sounds like they have an accepted offer. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I mean, that's... Ah. Hey, if it helps you sleep at night, go ahead. Don't codify it in i mean you can codify it in the contract if you wish i think that would be the first time in history a seller volunteers to give a credit and amend the contract to say as much but i mean i'm going to say if there's a gentleman's agreement afterwards and oh, hands them a check for two thousand naughty, dollars naughty 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 what you must not be a licensed real estate broker Please. like i am i live in the real Should world never do anything outside of the contract mm. all right so this was my question i texted him back Thanks for your text to the Acuna Mortgage and Realty Show. This is Brian Wicker. We will answer your question next. Questions for you. Did you provide the buyer with a condition report but and the disclose you, these issues? But, okay. Well, I mean, because that's what you're supposed to do. Broken yeah. Win yeah. window stuff? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Has the buyer gone through the property? Because if the buyer has gone through the property, mm -hmm. they would have seen the spots on the carpet and this, you know, yeah. the only thing they might not have discovered of the list that was shared was the... Uh, bad ice maker and was there a home inspection yeah so my thing is do an amendment and offer a closing cost credit okay. that is the way to do this do not give them a check at closing have whoever is helping you okay well uh, okay david if this is a, you know, I, I know. I, if you we don't know all the facts here is the person paying cash is the person getting a mortgage we don't know that so the, the right thing to do they're asking for my I, advice and the right thing is. to do yes is to have whoever is helping you with the contractual part of this write an amendment and then give the buyer a closing cost credit 
All right. So that's the answer to that question. Thank you for your question. It's a good yeah. question. Yeah. You should always do things I agree. out in the open. I just, yeah, I know. All right. The, there's sometimes people little leave. teachable moment here, Some, father to son. Sometimes even though, people, I'm not, right. even though I'm not as handsome, I'm not as tall. You know. Nor the hair. All right. Well, geez. Boom. Boom. All right. No Easter egg basket for you, yeah, son. Yeah, it's okay. All right, so all right, now let's uh, set up this next situation, which is the, we've talked a little bit about this. This is the referral from a financial advisor, and and he's got several of these going. It's kind of like a theme where um, retired people want to downsize and buy a condo, mm -hmm. and which is great. And uh, this particular person moving down from up north, Wisconsin, selling their single-family home up there, moving down close to grandkids and so on and so forth. And the a tale is old as time. There you go. So then the story is two hundred thousand dollar purchase price. I want to put fifty thousand dollars down. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the reason, David, that she and this is a thirty year fixed rate loan. So what is the reason that she is smart? She is smart. Twenty five percent down is important normally because because when you're purchasing a condo, you get penalized via pricing until you achieve that 25% equity or down payment on a 30 year fixed on rate on a loan. vanilla 30 year fixed rate conventional Does that mortgage. happen on a 15 year fixed rate loan David? Oh man. No, it doesn't. Okay. Come on. And the amount of that pricing penalty from Fannie Mae because they're saying, you know what, condos are riskier. They are riskier. Well, okay, and they're codifying that in the pricing. And so if she put down 20% instead of 25%, she would have to pay somehow or another $1,200 extra. It's mm. three-quarters of a point pricing penalty, which Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac call loan-level pricing adjustments, for putting less than 25% down on a 30-year fixed. Okay, so this is where now that I am, as you point out, older. Uh, <laughs> I didn't I, say those words. I don't try to do everything at once sometimes okay so i dutifully said okay you would like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar mortgage 30 year fixed rate great i'm locking you in here's all your paperwork mm -hmm. let's get started mm -hmm. all right because there's a lot of stuff going on they just got their offer accepted so i met them where they were psychologically oh, okay. okay i think you're stealing from my playbook but okay you go on all right and but all along i knew that when the financial advisor got back from vacation, we would have a conversation about her putting less money down, okay, and keeping more money in her investment accounts. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to rock the boat right away. Yeah. All right. So, so now it was late this last week, and and then it was time. So this is like a week after she had applied. Yeah. Okay. Now was the time where I'm going to say, you know. What about putting 15% down instead of 25% down? And what is for people's first reaction? Uh, I don't want to pay that evil PMI. I don't want to pay that evil PMI, private mortgage. I thought you had to pay private mortgage insurance when you put less than 20% down. I will tell you the rest of this tale and how we are going to save her money and help her be smarter about the financing of her condo when we come back. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, so we're talking about a condo buyer that we're helping, and her original game plan, buy the $200,000 condo with a $150,000 mortgage on a 30-year fixed rate. Uh, and so the original game plan was 4.375 uh, with no points and $588 of total loan costs. And her total uh, dollars out of pocket 
50429 and that's reduced in part because she's renting the condo back mm. to the sellers for one month, so she's getting a $1,530 uh, rent back okay. amendment. Oh. All right, so being the clever cats that we are, and because her income, qualifying income, is less than $77,300 American dollars per year, she is eligible for a cool special Fannie Mae program called Home Ready. Mm-hmm. Home Ready, which translates into better pricing yeah. for moderate income people like our client. And then the other cool thing we talked about before the break, that the usual normal standard out of the box 30-year fixed rate, if you put less than um, 25% down, you get penalized Yes. For uh, it being a condo to the tune of like $1,200 in her case. Well, under Home Ready, if you are a master at your craft called mortgage lending, yeah. you know that on Home Ready, for people who have credit scores above 680 and put less than 20% down, all of those nasty loan level price adjustments go away. Yeah. Okay. And so I gave her two alternatives. One was put 18% down just barely eke over into the land of having to get private mortgage insurance. Ooh, nobody wants private mortgage insurance. But then check this out. Instead of 4375, which, by the way, had an APR of Mm 4.4. Remember, the APR tells you the actual cost of credit over the whole life of the loan, including any points or mortgage insurance that you pay. Yes. I can lower her rate to 3.99. What? Win. Yeah, and the APR, 4.04. Extra win. Extra win. And guess what? Her payment with 18% down instead of 25% down is a whopping $27, $29 more per month. And get, she gets to keep how many more thousands in of dollars? In that case, in it was pot. like $5,500. Yes, please. And then check this out, though. That thing that people love to hate, but I love, private mortgage insurance company, uh, private mortgage insurance premium. It's only 35 bucks a month, and in that case, it's only going to last for three years before it automatically drops off under federal regulation. Yeah. Thus reducing, you know, then her payment will actually be lower. Huzzah. And she got to keep $5,500 in her That's pocket. right. And then the, 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 once you get mentally over that bridge and you get to this place called, wait a minute, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next place to stop is 15% down. And the reason 15% down is magical is because the PMI cost per month remains really cheap. In this case, it's $36 instead of 35 Oh, man. So for a dollar more, now she gets to keep almost $12,000 extra. Yes, please. Sure, the mortgage insurance is going to last for four years instead of three. That's okay. Right. You got to keep $12,000 in your pocket. That's right. That's right. And and so the math is such that she could put that $12,000 in her sock drawer. Yeah. Not earn any interest on it whatsoever. Right. And she could take the necessary money to supplement her payment if their budget was too tight and still have money left over after the 30 years. Now she's 70. So the chances of her knock on wood. I mean maybe she's going to be the person that lives in her condo until she's 100. Maybe. It's not impossible. Okay. Uh but that means she's going to have money left over. $12,000 today matters more than 37 bucks a Liquidity month. Liquidity is really important. Well, in this case, yeah, $57 would be the payment difference. Anyway, trust us, the math is totally in her favor uh, to do it this way, and she is embracing that. David. The rough math, if the financial advisor could get a rate of return of greater than 4 mm-hmm. on that $12,000 she kept, yeah. it would uh, pay for the PMI. Boom. Yeah, so... 
that's what you get. You get a little extra with uh, Acunet Mortgage. We're not just going to take your order. We're going to at least point out to you and explain uh, the options. Yeah. And now she does have to take an online class, but she's going to have her daughter, who's a real estate agent, help her do that. Cool. So it's all going to work out great. All right, what are we going to talk about in the next segment? Something? Uh, rate Roundup. Oh, Rate Roundup. Oh, and, and let's talk a little bit about income taxes, since income taxes mm, are just over. Yeah. You are listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on 620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. All right, we're getting a lot of texts into the show today. Record two. All right, so uh, this this uh, texture from the Fond du Lac area, Mike in Fond du Lac, asks, where can I find out how many homes there are for sale in a certain certain price range and what is the average selling time for that particular price range uh in particular i'm looking at a seven hundred thousand dollar home in slinger wisconsin and the answer is uh any real estate agent that you know um will look that up in the multiple listing service uh because that's where you can do a search Mm -hmm. and find out what's going on so i'm going to make a prediction though how many homes are for sale right now in the $700,000 price range in Slinger? I'm going to say one. Yeah. Maybe two. Yeah. Okay. And the average marketing time is going to be long. Yeah. Like, uh, are there lakes in Slinger? Is there like a lake house? Slinger, right. Slinger, Slinger. Yeah. 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 There's somewhere. Slinger. Was okay. okay. All right. So that's that answer to that question. Uh, you want to do a quick rate roundup? David, sure. Or not? <clears throat> um, you can still hold on to that 3.99% on a 30-year fixed if you really wanted to, but you'd have to invest $3,300 to get it. Rates that's total continue cl- to that's climb away. $3,300 is $1,188 in loan costs for appraisal and closing and credit. Yep, plus $2,200 in points. Okay. APR is 4.1. If you, uh, like me, would not choose to invest in points. At uh, this part in the market cycle, because the United States of America will at some point have a recession well, and long-term just, rates should come down unless that's just me. the Trump administration succeeds in something. Yeah. Uh, 4.375% is what you can get for just $495 in cost on a 30-year fixed. The APR is 4.4. So rates remain they're a half percent lower than at the fall time uh, still. Yeah. That's right. So, we were tickling five. We were 4.875 and crossing our fingers in November and uh, December. Yeah. So this is better. Yeah. What about that 15-year fix? 3.99% 3. 3. Yeah, yeah. with just $495 in cost. Right, right. Uh, APR is 4.1. So that's up from, you know, whenever that low point dip was uh, yeah. four, four weeks ago or so. And that's just because there hasn't been any economic news to scare things down. In fact, the latest economic news has been pretty good. For which, the United States, which is like good, <laughs> retail sales and that sort of a thing. Yeah. So you know, until we get another scare, <clears throat> or the economy actually starts to slow down, Brexit. Yeah. Yeah. I, but see, I just heard Brexit has been kicked down, kicked off now until Halloween. Okay. October thirty first. Please, more uncertainty. That is unbelievable. Speaking of income tax, uh, April fifteenth was this past Monday. Yeah. Uh, and David, did you get a refund or did you have to pay? Out? I got a schnibble of a refund. Oh, and you know what? That happened to so many people. A schnibble? Yeah. Oh. And they were, they were literally, I was reading articles and cousin Paul S. Worker was telling me people were very disappointed in the smallness or the reduction compared to past years of their refunds. And that's because people ill, um, ill, 
not ill-advisedly, Ill they, they mistakenly yeah. uh, equate the size of their refund with how much income tax they're paying. And that is wrong. Yeah. The government yeah, has... Yeah, but don't feel that way. That's why. But the government has come up with the most ingenious way to tax people silently and deadly yeah. by just taking it out of your paycheck. And so what happened this last year is people had less money withheld from their paychecks. Whew, it's like because, a raise. Because with the tax reform, uh, tax rates went down. The percentage of your income that the federal government confiscates uh, every paycheck is way less. And so you were making more every month in your paycheck, David Wicker, than you were last year. Yeah. And so this is just a reconciliation uh on april 15th or whenever you got your taxes done but i'm an emotional human don't talk to me so logically please ah, all right all right all right so that's 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 the fact uh, by the way it is line 16. uh now all filers file 10 form 1040 there is no more 1040 ez yeah and so if you look at line 16 that is how much tax you paid Woo. boom line 16 front page of your 1040 that's the number you need to look at not how much you then had to pay in or got back yeah. as a result of the accounting and i will bet you if you compare that line to whatever line it was on on your last year's tax report I'll if do, you made similar amount of money, yeah. uh it was less so happy days on that Woo. the um other thing though that's true is because the married filing jointly standard deduction is so high yeah. twenty four thousand dollars at least yeah 24 maybe 28 yeah, no, 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 yes no. google that a lot of people didn't have enough deductions twenty four thousand dollars twenty four thousand dollars a lot of people did not have interest and state and local income oh what are oh. state and local income tax deductions uh capped at ten thousand ten thousand called salt state so and because local of taxes. that you would have had to have fourteen thousand dollars of mortgage interest yeah, yeah. and charitable deductions to exceed the married filing jointly standard deduction. So mm -hmm. that was another thing reported by cousin Paul Wickert was a ton of people yeah. ended up taking the standard deduction. Huzzah, you got to actually deduct more. And and none of that matters. Right. Well, right, right. You got to deduct more, right? Yeah. Okay. So otherwise you wouldn't have gotten to deduct that amount from your taxable. But deduction, schmuction, you know, uh, the other thing that cousin Paul said is uh, dinks, uh, dual income, no kids, or empty nesters like your mother and I, we no longer got any personal exemptions that we used to get in the past, whatever that was, $3,600 per person. Oh. Okay, none of that stuff matters. Yeah. What matters is line 16, Yes. how much income tax you paid, and line 33 on your Wisconsin income tax. Look at those numbers, folks, and see how much income tax you paid. That's all the time we have for this edition, the Easter edition of the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show. And uh, all you got to do to find out how much you can save uh, with a no Social Security number required refi checkup or to get started with your very own rock-solid, guaranteed, fully verified pre-approval to avoid bad surprises like those we talked about during the show is click on the blue button or give us a call. You'll find the blue button and our phone number at accunet.com. We'll be here next week. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on 620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.